I'm Charlie Blair Elephant, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7 with host Eric Fiorillo. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor as a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Believe it or not, if you can believe it, it is the middle of March 2020. I'll tell you, this year is cooking by, and um, we got our good, good pal Eric Gutman coming in. Eric hasn't been on here in, well, not, it's been a lot less than a year. He was on in 2019, but we want to... Get him in more on a regular basis, but I, you know, as I've said, the first couple months there's stuff going on in the family, um, and I am doing, I'm working quite a bit with Michelle Wong, Dr. Wong's wife, because she's quite a designer for websites, and uh, we are going to be, we are in the process not only of doing a lot of research, but we are going to take and tear M&M basically in half and build it right from the bottom up in a whole different way. Um, it's going to be very interesting. But right now, you know, I've got to go out, meet with people, find out pricing, upgrades. Um, there's a lot of stuff on the table I want to do, especially with all the power rack work John and I have done. Dr. Wong's in on that. We want to do some products. we got two products right now. All they need to be done is filmed, and they are incredible. Let me tell you, one of them Dennis is using right now. If you've heard me talk about Dennis, he came here at 294 pounds in early October, and he was a mess, let me tell you. Um, his stomach looked as big as nine months pregnant. He was huge. Um, as of this past Friday... He's down to 201. Um, do the math on that. And I, I talked to him at length when he was over here training this past Saturday. Um, first off, I suggested, why don't we start thinking about maybe a strongman meet near the end of the year, even if we got to travel. I want him to start looking into that. And I'm going to do this. And he was all, he's, he seems like he's ready to roll. The the weight was 200 pounds we were going to get down to, so he would have lost 94. I suggested him, why don't I take him down to 180? Now, he's six foot three, so 180 is going to really make him look very trim, but I have a way of building him back up in time through the various stuff you've heard John McCain and I talk about. Eric can tell you, Eric and I did power rack work about four years ago where he was gaining off of that. Um, and, you know, when people say, well, you know, you're in your 30s or 40s, you can't do it. Well, bullshit. Bullshit on that. I'm telling you right now. So it possibly could be we're going to take him down to 180 by the looks of it. I figure I'll have him down about the goal this Friday is 195. Um, I think we're going to do this. I mean, I have really want to do it. He seems like he's open to it. And I'll just start bringing him up real slow. 
and I mean really build his ass through the power rack, and uh, obviously some strongman movements. So that's a pretty exciting thing, and you'll see what I've been doing with him to get him down to this because um, I've got my nieces and nephews doing it too. So there's going to be some filming there. I think Michelle Wong is going to be doing some other things that I was telling her about, which she's very involved in. So who knows? There's going to be a lot of stuff. So we have to have the websites, obviously, especially M&M, to accommodate all these new changes. So be on the lookout. It won't be right away because, like I said, we are building right now. Now, we do this all the time. Stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner, I am a champion, I am unstoppable, and tonight's show is going to be involved with those three beautiful things we say, and we're going to talk about positive thoughts (laughs) in negative times, and I can't wait to hit this topic with Eric, but we got a few more things to do. Now, today, I've been saying to myself, among many things, as I was telling Eric, um, I read there's a there's a lot of great stuff by Earl Nightingale and he was really the guy you know when you talk about positive you talk about intentions you talk about energy in the universe because we're all energy he was the pioneer that was Nightingale Conan if you've ever heard of them um, I've been listening to the strangest secret today and I would tell you to go out and listen to it three times I think it is already I listen to it a fourth time before I go to bed. It's about 40 minutes, and it will tell you how to get your mind in order, and I mean in order. And there's so much more out there, Think and Grow Rich. I read at least a chapter or more every day of that. So in between all the stuff I'm doing with Eminem and FBC, uh, other than eating or training um, and going out once in a while on some dates, that's probably pretty much it because you know what? If you want to be an expert, you damn well better go out and learn every single thing you can. Because when you're standing in front of a thousand paying people, you better be able to pull it off or you're ruined. So, that's very, very important and we'll get into that more down the road. Go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Um, winners and champions, that is the one product we got. I would say go out and get that. I want to thank Frank DeMeo. Frank uh, invested in M&M and FBC, and I thank him. Frank's been a great friend of mine from the very beginning. He's a regular on the show. Um, I can't say enough about Frank. He's done a lot of things for me behind the scenes, too, but I thank him because I know uh, things have been a little rough with him, too. Um, but, you know, as he said, we never leave a brother behind, and I feel the same way about him. I'd do anything for Frank. But I want to say what I was, I've was i been saying to myself all day today. Um, and it's basically, you know, three things. Um, I am wealthy. I am healthy. You know, and, and I just go on and on and on. You know, I am wise. Those have been the main things today. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am wise. Start talking that way to yourself, and we're going to get into that in today's show big time. Um, also, go out to MotivationMuscle.com uh, slash, slash category slash podcast. Eric and I have got a ton of stuff out there. Go out and listen to our old shows. There, you know, everybody that's been on this show, I'm telling you, it's gold. 
you know, people tell me, God, like Richard Soren has come in here now. If, you know, Soren X, he was the man. He'd been on here quite a bit. So was his son, Bert. And he's joined up with Etchton Stone. I couldn't be happier because I love the comments because he was around in the 60s and all those times of, you know, Anthony DeTillo on and on and on if you go out to Etched. And I put out one of the shows the other day, and I got a note. I didn't know you had him on. I said, I think I've done like four shows with Richard. You know, he's had some health problems over the years. Um, he's welcome to come on here anytime. He's a, he is one hell of a nice guy, let me tell you. Excellent, excellent guy. Um, also, too, don't forget to go out to uh, motivationmuscle.com. Um, go out and sign up for a free newsletter. That goes right to my MailChimp account. And you know how we are with content. We are loaded, man. Uh, also, another way to invest in M&M is to buy advertising here. Um, you know how I am. You'll get the best of the best with me, and I will do everything to promote your brand. And in the meantime, you know, that money will all go to building the new websites, but M&M first. And, that, and last but not least, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. And on that note, I'm going to give you some information on Eric. Let me just bring this up. Number one. Eric is a naval officer, strong man, writer, trainer, and speaker. Um, and before I go to Eric, too, um, you know, this is a caliber of people that we have on this show. All right? And, you know, as I was saying to Eric offline, we've got a lot of people in the pipe right now. The show, in some ways, is changing, and it has to. Um, strength will always be the main ingredient. We've got the best stone lifters, power lifters, strong men, rack guys in the world here. And we're only going to get bigger and bigger, all right? But there's other areas that I feel need an awful lot of attention, and we're going to get into that today. Eric and I have talked about this. We talked offline a few weeks ago before we made the date for tonight. Um, you know, he knows where I'm coming from, and I know where he's coming from because he's got you know, he's got his son and daughter. He gets it, man. All right? There's a void out there that we're going to fill if we're not already, and I promise you that. So on that note, Eric Gutman, it's always an honor to have you here, brother, and welcome back, sir. Thank you for having me. Love being here. Well, love having you. Um, give out your websites, anything that's pertinent, and we're going to start with uh, positive thoughts in negative times. So take it away, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if this is the first time you're listening to me with Eric Fiorello, then just know that I spend every waking moment thinking, how can I live as long as I can as best as I can, and I'm constantly researching and experimenting on myself and my voluntary guinea pigs, and when sometimes we hit gold, that becomes a book or a program or a course. So if you're interested, you could go to ericgutman.com, that's E-R-I-C-G-U-T-T-M-A-N-N.com, or you can just uh, follow me on Facebook or Instagram, and uh, you can see what I'm up to. That's what Absolutely. I got. Um, and this is really good because this, you know, the other day I was telling Eric, if you didn't see it out there, you know, Dr. Wong and I did, you know, he's been on a lot more if, if you're following him, and I know he's one of the all-time favorites here because I hear it. And we did a show the other day called Fear 101. 
And this led me into today's show with Eric because Eric and I are usually on the same page pretty good with everything because we're very active out in the community. Obviously, Eric is a military man, but, you know, Eric's a trainer, a writer, all that. I introduced all that. So Eric's pretty familiar with what's going on out there. And I'll put it this way. I'm not going to say a ton, but he's not easily led. All right, and this is what I like about him and so many others here. They've got an opinion, and I want them to give their opinion. But here's something we do that nobody does, and we did that with Dr. Juan. We do it every time. We introduce the things that were on our mind, but you didn't leave the show saying, well, what the hell am I going to do? We told people what we do, what we would do, and how we conduct ourselves. And this is the biggest thing with what we're talking about today. Positive thoughts in a negative world, in, a ne- in negative times. What, how are you conducting yourself right now in the world? And I don't want to get into all the viruses stuff because everybody's doing it, alright? Everybody by now knows what the hell's going on. At least I hope you do. But you know something? This is not the end of the world, as you're being told. And I know for a fact, because I know one of my nieces especially, who is probably the most sensitive out of all of them, is is very scared right now. Now, my brother-in-law and sister are great. I'm sure they've eased all of her, her uh, thoughts. But, you know, they're children. They're young. And they're impressionable. And, you know, this is what we talk about with training and the sandbag work. And Eric can relate to all this because we've done stuff. He's done stuff with his son. And this, this is, you know, in these times, we need leaders. We don't need people that are ready to just throw it in. Because we see this with so many things. You know, and I can base this off my life and Eric, I'm sure, too. Entrepreneurship. You know, if you go out and listen to somebody like an Earl Nightingale, 1% maybe make it, 2%. Why? The majority of people, the minute it gets tough, they throw their hands up in the air and say, I quit. Okay? Quitting will lead to more quitting, to more bad habits. And this is what's going on right now. Because people have been conditioned, in my impression, and I'm going to give this right there because I can't wait to hear what he's going to say. They've been taught not to think, to rely, a lot of it is on government. We will know what is best for you. You do what we say, and we're okay. Because, you know, I, and I'm going to go over this quick, because I want Eric's comment on this, too. He knows. We talk offline. Do you know how many people I know, family, too, friends, good friends at one time, have kicked me in the balls about my businesses? And I mean hard, too. I got in a little bit today with my mother, too. You know, I said, everybody doesn't mind asking me for help, and I don't turn anybody down either, okay? When they're bitching at me about what's going on, and I'm like, right, why don't you just cool out, and I'll fix it, all right, if I can. But you know something? The majority of them, when I needed something, they were nowhere to be found. You know where they were? You know where they were in their negative horse shit, trying to tell me this is not the way to do it. You're never going to make it. Well, this is what's going on right now. This negative, negative times. Everybody's trying to tell you. You know how many people have given up their dreams 
because of the negativity of family, because they're afraid to pull the trigger, literally? Well, you wonder why we've got what we got now. Here in New York State, this place is like nothing I've ever seen before. I spoke to a woman the other day who owns a great local pub here called The Fountain. I believe they've been in business since the 30s. Her father just retired, and she's taken it over, but she's always been involved, but now it's her baby. Name's Ginger. Great lady. My Dennis and I were talking to her for probably 15 minutes. Her sons are working there. They waited on us. You can tell good, good, well-trained kids, man. I mean, they got great manners. I mean, they couldn't do enough for you. And it wasn't that shit where it's like, come on, man, leave me alone. They knew when to come over. They knew when to fill your water, et cetera, et cetera. I appreciate things like that, all right? And you didn't hear any of that shit. And this is what she told me because as of today, you can no longer go to a restaurant other than get takeout. She had told me this past Saturday, and this is a very, very busy old school pub and their food and you know, they've got the best beers, all that. I mean, it's a place you go, you know, you know, you know everybody. It's a local place. She had told me as of Saturday, their business was literally getting crushed from all this stuff that's going on out there. And the fear, the fear that people have right now, it's crippling them. Not only mentally, but physically, you know, you're going to be lucky if they move out. And I could keep going. Eric, take it. It's all yours, brother. It's uh, really interesting because uh, just today while I was stretching, I was uh, listening to one of uh, Joe Rogan's interview of Steve Maxwell. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very interesting because um, while Steve is explaining his diet and Joe's asking, well, what, would you, what do you do when you travel? You know, and yeah. Steve said something very interesting. He said, you know, what you choose to believe about what you eat influences the food. So Steve said just very honestly, look, if I have nothing to eat and I and the only thing is a bag of pretzels, I'll eat the pretzels knowing that my body will get the calories and nutrition it needs. Yep. Because I'm not going to be eating pretzels every day, but that's the only thing, and my body needs nourishment. Then, you know, so I really like that. And if you go deeper, you know, I was reading something that went along the line that belief systems mm-hmm. affect molecules. Yep. And I believe this is the thrust of Dr. Bruce Lipton's work, you know, the biology yeah. of belief. Yep. But at some point, you know, and so like the whole virus thing out there, this is just, just just throw one line, right? Yeah. If you're under 60 and you're in good health, you're okay. Yeah. Even if you get the virus, you will live. It's yeah. just going to be a cold. Yeah. Now, if you're over 60 and you're immune compromised, I would be a little bit more concerned. But Absolutely. if you're under 60 and in fairly good health, you can really chill out. And again, do the hand washing, do the social distancing, but you can divorce yourself from unnecessary fear because mm-hmm. again, beliefs affect the molecules. And which molecules do they affect the most? The one in your body. Oh, so yeah. I believe there's a big component to health related to your belief, your mind, and your emotions. In fact, in Chinese medicine, one of the, the, the causes of disease is called the seven emotions, right? Yeah. And we all get angry. We all feel fear. We all feel, you know, uh, grief. 
But in a normal human being, uh, you're supposed to bounce back into your normal state. So, you know, if you hit your hell, your, 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 your finger with a hammer, you know, scream a couple of F words, back <laughs> to normal in five minutes, right? Yeah. Now, if two weeks later you're still upset, you gotta realize that you are creating the conditions in your body that will lead to physical disease later on. Yeah. So, fear. Fear affects the kidneys. The kidneys are related to long life and reproduction in Chinese medicine. In fact, usually in, in, in like common language, they say, uh, he was so scared he pissed his pants. Yep. So even though, you know, you know, America does not follow Chinese medicine as a whole, you could say that these are universal wisdoms that we all know in one way or another. It's just that in Chinese medicine, they were able to codify it. And we have the, the folk wisdom that says that if you get really scared, you might piss your pants. It's even shown in a couple of movies. Sure. So the first thing that you have to do, which I am doing, is I am taking control of my emotional state by choosing what I choose to believe and knowing that by keeping my emotional state where it needs to be, my body will be able to handle whatever is out there. And yes, while I'm always trying to make the best choice when it comes to nutrition and training, yep. you know, if if one day the, I don't find the perfect food and I have to eat a B or C level food, then that's okay. Now, the one thing you'll never find me eating is McDonald's or Burger right. King. But, you know, apart from that, you know, I've always, you know, tend for the best choice of food. And sometimes you got to compromise a little bit yep. because you may be traveling or, or for whatever other reason. Yeah. But as long as you have more faith in your body's ability to adapt than giving your power away to some external factor, you will always come out on top. And before I shift back to what I want to say, you, you said something great. And we, and I think, and maybe other people brought this up on other shows. I have no idea because I don't listen to them. You, you could probably tell me better. But you just said the magic words. Giving your power away. Explain that to everybody. Just very concise, Eric. Um, and if you want, I'll hit it too. But I love that because people don't understand that, what that means. Tell everybody what that means to you. Well, to me, that means, I'm sure most people have, have heard this thing. Whether a person is internally motivated yep. or externally motivated. I'll, I'll tell you an example which I thought was, was brutal on themselves. If you ever have friends that are in the performing arts, mm-hmm. whether they're singers or actors or anything else, that they go out, they do something, and then there's a public. Yep. And if the pub, if the public claps, they feel great. But if the public is silent, they feel worthless. Mm. If they go to an audition and they get picked, they're, you know, they turn into divas, right? Yeah. But if they go to an, an audition and they don't get picked, they feel that they've wasted the last five years of their life because they're obviously not good enough. Right. That's a problem, you know. So I prefer to have an internal locus of motivation and control. Yep. You know, is the world always going to function the way you want it to? No. 
No. But if I give my power, my locus, you know, it's funny that there's a word called agency. Yep. And it's used, uh, the, the, when I heard it that I liked it, there was a Brazilian, uh, educator and he was saying that most people, when they study history, they feel that history is happening to them mm-hmm. and they are a passive recipient. And what he was saying, I think his name was Paulo Freire, he was saying, no, we are creating history as it happens. And he called that agency. Yep. Your ability to implement your will in the world. Do you have agency or are you acted upon, right? Right. right. So I think that agency leads to something which I like to talk about, which is sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Who is in charge of your life, your body, your mind, your actions, your decisions, you know, sovereignty means that you are the one in charge. Right. Whenever people make excuses or they put the cause for whatever is happening that's not to their liking outside of them, mm-hmm. then they have given up their power because they have given up their sovereignty mm-hmm. and they have given up their agency. Anybody who says, well, I can't do anything until, and you pick your favorite excuse, fixes it, whether it's a family member, right. the government, the stars aligning correctly, whatever it is that's out of sight of them, these people will always be wanting something, and they'll probably never get around to fixing it unless they switch the focus to an internal focus of control, and they work on their agency and their sovereignty. You know, when you were talking about fear, there's a there's a movie with uh, Will Smith, and it's not such a good movie, but it has a great line. I think Will Smith plays like some, you know, future army ranger, and his son is in it, and he sends the son out on a mission, and he says something to the uh, effect of, fear is a choice. Yep. Danger is real, right? If there's a lion outside... The danger from the lion is real, but the fear you feel is a completely manufactured emotion that you have chosen to manufacture. That's correct. Yeah. That idea of fear is a choice, but danger is real. Yep. Um, I love it, and that's that's very applicable to what we're uh, living in today. Yes. You know, is there such a thing as a coronavirus? Yes. Okay, it's real. It's out there. But do you have to live in fear because of that? Right. No. In fact, not only no, but hell no. And, you know, it's funny because as we go on, I can tell you the five things I'm doing, which I'm going to write an article upon, but you can tell that the first one is the power of belief. And and you cannot do anything without belief because belief is just like when we talk about persistence. That's another word for persistence. Any successful man or woman who've made it in anything, and if we want to talk big business, you know, we talk like Henry Ford. You know, we talk about Andrew Carnegie. We talk about anybody that was huge, especially in that era. I mean, American Steel... I believe was sold for close to $400 million. We're talking way back when, all right? Um, Edison, and most of these men were thought of as cold-blooded, and they weren't. And I understand, because Eric and I talked about some people before, um, no one's saying to be cold-blooded with your business, 
but you have to be somebody that's got their hands and arms wrapped around it. Now, going back to what Eric was talking about, living inside, because I always talk about you live inside out, not outside in, or you're, or you're dead meat, like most people. Here's the thing that's very interesting I look at, two things. I believe in living for the moment, all right? And most people live either backwards or they're out into the future where, where they have no idea. Now, you want to see why there's so much fear all over? Okay, you live in the moment. You live, right now we're talking, I'm living in the moment here with Eric, right? I'm not thinking about anything else, obviously talking about, okay, this, that, and the other thing. This is how you live. Secondly, a great way, you know, we talk about learning how to shift what you're thinking. Now, when I said before, you know, when I told everybody three more things, I've been repeating it all day, you know, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am wise. I am, if you know anything about I am, is God. Whether you believe in God or not, that's irrelevant to me. I don't keep quiet about things like that because I believe in God. So you have a choice. You stay on the channel or you don't. But if you go out and research I am, that is God, all right? You, internally. We all have God inside us, all right? But this is what I do. They call it a paradigm shift. And if you're really interested in learning about it, and I think he explains it better than anybody, go out and investigate the great Bob Proctor. He's been reading Think and Grow Rich, I bet, for 65 years. Guy didn't even have a high school education. He was in debt. He just got the idea, you know, he had a mentor, started reading the book, started basically uh, one cleaning company in Canada, I believe, where he's from. Well, it grew to the point where um, I think the first year he made over half a million dollars where he was not only in debt, he was lucky if he was making $4 a month. So don't tell me it can't happen. But a paradigm shift is this, as I always talk about this with Doc Ridge at the end of the show, where Doc would walk everybody to the door and say, keep smiling. And I've I've done this to myself multiple times when I'm having these days where it's like, okay, is this worth it anymore? And I say, keep smiling. And I know he's with me. I know he is. He was very important in my life. He was like a father figure. And he was a guy, like I always say during these shows, between my dad, John Ridge, and and um, Frank Klein, who was my business professor. You guys would go nuts with these guys. The four of us would be doing radio shows together, literally. It'd be that damn good radio. But here's my point. When you're feeling like the world's caving in on you, when you think you got no way out, when everything you're hearing is saying, the end of the world, gloom and doom, you can't do it, why bother? Be happy with what you got. Take it. You know what I say? Go out and kick the fucking world as hard as you can in the balls. If you got the balls to do it. And you say things like I said before. Say something's got you down and you start repeating, I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. I am a genius. I am wealth. I am health. I am wise. What do you think is going to start happening to you right away as soon as you do that? It's going to do a paradigm shift. And as you keep concentrating on those six things I just said, or seven, 
Life's changing for you right away. And if you keep up that rhetoric with yourself, start writing it on pads, start writing down things you want, start going out and listening to various people, listen to motivation and muscle. We've had Joe, uh, what's his name? Joe, um, I can't, it begins with a V and I can't, he's a big time speaker. Joe's been on here. We've got more and more coming on. Joe Vital. I'm sorry about that, Joe. Um, it's all here. Listen to all the guys that stone lift. Listen to all the guys that weight lift. Eric, myself, we all lift big things like that. Odd objects. You know, and we all have our moments. I'm, cause I'm gonna give this to Eric. Eric will tell you. I mean, who doesn't? If you're not a human being, you're gonna have times where you're struggling very hard. Failure is gonna become your middle name. But with every failure comes a success. Better. Alright? And until you're taught these things, see, school doesn't teach you the right things. This is the stuff you should be learning. We should be building young men and young women as leaders coming up. If we had leadership right now, it wouldn't matter if a meteor hit the earth. We would still get through it. Oh, some of us would perish. Some of us would give up. But we would have a body of human beings that were like, okay, throw another one at us. Here we go. It's the same way when I talk about everything with physical culture. And I'll go to that till the day they bury me. Besides my brother Jimmy with the influence and, of course, the Hulk, physical culture, weight, stones, sandbags, you name it, have been the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Why? I'll tell you why. Because nothing with that is for free. You design, you build, you buy, you move in, you lag it down, you, you know, you, you, you're bleeding sometimes, you, you tear bicep like I did, all that shit. That's all part of this whole thing. But I'm here to tell you, the positives with that are way, way higher up the rungs of the ladder than the negatives. And if you learn properly from folks like Eric and myself and all the other people on here, I promise you, you've got to give it a chance. And I'm not talking the 90-day uh, programs you see on TV. I'm talking a lifetime. You will make it. It doesn't matter what gets thrown at you. You'll find a way to get through it. And one of the biggest things that I have gained from all this is this. I've become more creative now than I ever have been in, in my entire life. And this is all due, Eric said it, belief, persistence, the will. These are what happened with the Henry Fords of the world. They never gave up. They'd go out, didn't work. Well, we'll go and do something else or we'll get some other people in here. That is what leadership's about. This is what we need right now. And I don't want to get into this, but if you listen to Governor Cuomo here, the sky's, the sky's falling down on you, folks. Okay? If that's the way you want to live, be my guest. But not me. Eric, it's all yours. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, Brian Tracy has a quote that goes something like, The price of success must be paid in advance and yep. paid in full. And when you were talking about, you know, the benefits of training, you know, it's not like, hey, when I get a nice body, then I'll start lifting weights. No, you do it with the body you have now, and as time goes by, your body will change into that which you have put in. 
but there there are no discounts or advances on life uh, when you want to be successful in something. So truly, the price of success in whatever endeavor you're engaged in will have to be paid in full and in advance. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because um, going back to what people can do, you know, I've been reading, researching, writing, and studying this field for over 30 years. And, you know, I'm the guy that if I listen to Steve Maxwell today, I ordered books by Herbert Sheldon and John Tilden sure. to see what Maxwell was talking about regarding fasting, food combining, and the sun. And I've already got books on fasting. I've got books on food combining, and I've got books on on the sun. In fact, I don't know if I think I mentioned the healing sun in one of my uh, podcasts with you. Okay. But here's the thing. When you sit down to read a book, you're downloading that information into your mind. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to accept it, then you start to change your beliefs. And then you will be motivated to say, well, I want to see if that's true. Right. And you will start playing around with the fasting. One of the easiest things that anybody can do, and this was big in the 90s, especially in in like the um, – UFC, MMA, I don't know if there was UFC, well, yeah, there was UFC in the 90s, but yeah. yep. I remember a lot of, uh, let's say, pugilists or combat athletes in the 90s got into this whole notion of eating their carbs at one time and eating yeah. their proteins at another time, and e- even doing the intermittent fasting before it was called that. And it's interesting because that's one of the things that, that Maxwell was talking about when he spent time with the Gracies. Yep. He said it's all about food combining, yep. you know, and what I've started to do, again, he said a comment that I've already started implementing, but I ordered the books anyway. I just ordered them today because yeah. you can always get better. So what I do is I'll either have two or three raw eggs for breakfast or, or I'll have tea. So that, to me, that's my, yep. you know, intermittent fasting right there, either three raw eggs uh, or tea or, or one of my little uh, herbal concoctions. And then for lunch, I will have predominantly some type of meat yep. and veggies, no starches. Right. And then for my dinner, I will have predominantly some type of starchy carb, usually rice. We eat a lot of rice here yep. in the evening with a lot of vegetables and then mild meat. But that's an easy thing you can do by yourself. You can start doing it today or tomorrow, yep. and you can see how you feel. Because see, I, I think I've said this before in the past, that nothing that works requires faith. I mean, right. You require faith in yourself, but between one or two days of doing food combining, you should start to feel better. I mean, because you don't want to feel really, really bad, go to a cruise ship, and when they have the buffet, <laughs> try to yeah. put everything in one plate and eat it all at once. It's horrible. Yeah. So the body likes simplicity. The body likes when you focus and you just give it two to three things per meal, right? And if you want to eat something completely different the next meal, it's okay. Yeah. But having too much of a crazy combination at you know in your plate all the time drains a lot of energy, energy from your yeah. body. Yep. Active digestion takes a lot of energy. And if you're eating stuff that requires more energy, then you're only depleting yourself. Yep. You know, this is without talking about enzymes and stuff like that. Yep. But combined with proper food combining is the power of fasting. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Fasting can be both a health practice and a mental practice because you will develop mental resolve when you forego eating for 24 hours. Now, one of the best ways I've seen it explained, it's what the Gracies say. You know, if you look at a 24-hour fast, they say, well, you want to maximize sleep, right? Yeah. So the best way to do it is to, for example, eat lunch on a Friday, skip dinner on Friday, go to sleep, sleep in late, skip breakfast on Saturday, and then eat lunch again on Saturday. There you go. Yep. 24-hour fast. And those are simple ways that you can start implementing these uh, practices. Yep. And the last thing with the sun, you know, I usually don't take any vitamin D3 when I have access to the sun. Sure. I make it a point to get sun in the morning, usually from 6.30 to 7.30. And when you, you do that, you will get a nice, healthy color, which is your body producing vitamin D3. Mm-hmm. So I'm not talking about a vanity tan. I'm talking about when the sun is out, I make sure I get enough sun exposure from 6.30 to 7.30 that it will create the the response in my body of producing vitamin D. Mm-hmm. The number one source for vitamin D is sun exposure, specifically sun exposure from 6.30 to 8.30 a.m. Now. Yep. Most of us are, if you're living in the States, going through some form of winter, maybe the beginnings of spring. So what I have done is I started heavily supplementing with D3. Now, before I was taking 10,000 units with breakfast, because I I like uh, somebody put a a guideline like do 5,000 units per 100 pounds. Yeah. I'm like, 212, okay, 10,000 units works for me. But I was talking to another person, and it's funny, uh, the creator of the sand dune happens to be, and we were talking about how the body doesn't like when you give it, it to it all at once. Right. It is better to divide doses. So I said, all right, instead of taking 10,000, you know, vitamin D3 with my breakfast, I'm taking 5,000 with breakfast and then 5,000 with lunch. Right. Again, I am giving you the stuff I am doing right now to deal with this issue, but it's not just for that issue. It's just to be healthy. And like you said, it becomes part of a lifestyle. When you have a strong belief system, when you're eating correctly, when you're getting the proper sun and in the absence of the sun, then and only then do I supplement with vitamin D3. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like yesterday I got done training. It was very sunny out in the yard. It was like uh, 11.15. Um, I sat there for till about noon, and it just felt good. It was just beating down on me. I love it. One thing I love doing, too, I love doing, uh, obviously, mowing and gardening, uh, especially when it's nice and sunny out. Um, boy, oh, boy, you don't realize whether you get the farmer's tan with the tank top or whatever you're doing, um, you would never think, hey, you know, I'm weeding the garden. Well, the next thing you know, you come in and wow. And, you know, I tan real good, so the next day I'm brown already. And uh, I love all that stuff. But I'll tell you what, one of the things, too, that I think is very important, you know, you're talking lifestyle. You're talking a belief system. You're talking standards. You're talking so many things that just are not taught anymore. 
or if they knew him, they forgot him, is this. We're talking about being positive, thoughts, everything. You know, nothing's better than walking into a room and meeting somebody that's really got their shit together. Now, I know a lot of people will shy away from it because they'll tell you, well, it's too intimidating or whatever. I enjoy a breath of fresh air, and that's not only opening up the window this time of year and letting it in. I'm talking about people, man, like Eric and I are talking, that come in, they're not shoving anything down your throat, but when they come into a room, did you ever go into a room, folks, and there's just something there, you feel this energy, this vibration, as they call it, and you see people talking to this lady or, or gentleman, and you're like, wow, man, I'm, you know, I'm hearing what they're saying. I, you know, I'm starting to think about what I want to do and all that. Well, I'm telling you right now, there's plenty of it. Uh, you meet up with me, you're going to find it. And it's what you put out there is what you're going to attract. Didn't we say that? The great Earl Nightingale. What you think about most. What you're thinking. What are other people thinking? Because, see, we're all electricity. We're all bouncing off one another all the time. We're all vibrators, man. We vibrate. We vibrate energy. And when you, did you ever, something, something was going to happen and you felt it before it happened and either you avoided it or it did happen. Or do you ever meet people? Geez, everything happens to me. Really? Well, the world's against me. Really? I can't get this. I can't do that. I can't find a soulmate. Well, you want me to tell you something? It all falls on you. It's what you're vibrating, what you're thinking. Listen to people. This is what I do when I meet new people. I just, you know, we introduce each other, obviously, probably through somebody else. And I'll just sit there for a few minutes and listen to them. Nine times out of ten, I get up and excuse myself and and leave the room or, or leave. Why? I don't want to be absorbing what they're putting out. And this is what I talk about when we're talking about this negative, negative times, okay? This is not their fault, a lot of it, because this is where they grew up or grew up with. They're still entwined in it. The kids really are really getting puked on by everything. At my, In fact, I was saying on one of the shows, my buddy Alex, who welds all the stuff here for FBC, all the equipment I design, He's quite a successful body man. I mean, this guy, you know, you watch any of those shows on Motor Trend, and, you know, these guys talk about their 10 years old starting. Well, he was too. This guy literally could weld mini bikes at 10 years old. He is so talented. It's unbelievable. And he tells me he still does it. You know, they, they sit around as a family. They have dinner. It's required. Italian, you know. You know what he says? Every night he, he tells his kids to tell them what he learned in school today, what they were taught or told. He said, every night I'm deprogramming my kids. And I think it's the greatest thing because they're the ones that should be telling them what is what. And we don't need to hear this guy's no good, the president's this, the country's this. This is Even my nephew said it one day, and I looked at him, I was like, Danny, I don't want to hear that kind of talk. What the hell is an eight-year-old worrying about the president of the United States? Well, it's and I know I know they I know they're not spouting it big time at the house. I know who their leanings are towards, but I know he's getting it from school. 
And I'm like, at eight years old, you know what you should be worrying about? Nothing. You should be worrying about going out and playing ball or, or, or going over your buddy's house. Or maybe getting that first smile from a girl and you get all red. That's what you should be thinking about. Not obsessing over politics at that age. There's plenty of times for that. And this is what draws all this nonsense in. And kids aren't kids anymore in a lot of ways. They, they take them from five years old and they're jacked to 18 already. What happened in between? No growth. No thought. What did I say? No one is teaching positive thinking in school. I, I Maybe somebody is in the world. I'd love to meet them and have them come on here and show me their curriculum. But it's the same way. No one teaches about finances in school. Remember, all you'll hear out of them is money is evil. It's evil not to have money, my friends. That's what you need to concentrate on. It's all yours, Eric. You know, it's very interesting when you said, you know, this is not taught in schools. And that's absolutely right. So then you can say, well, how did I learn it, right? Yep. So that's when we go into this whole idea of agency and sovereignty. Yep. You see, you have to be willing to invest in yourself and spend your time and your energy to learn the things that are meaningful to you. I'll give you an example. So the Joe Rogan podcast is free. And I'm listening to Steve Maxwell say the books of Herbert Sheldon and John Tilden. Well, I spent $83 today getting four books. And when I get them, I'm going to read them and add them to my library. All right. But, you know, it's not just $83. You know, when uh, David Goggins wrote his book, Can't Hurt Me. Yep. And he mentioned that ultimate human performance system. Well, you know, I took the $8,000 course where I learned directly from Joe Hippensteel and I had 20 contact hours with the Navy SEALs applying the system. So now when I teach it to people, you know, I can really transmit that knowledge because I have made it my own. Yeah. But if I wanted to sit around, well, I learn about proper fasting, food combining in the sun when they teach it in college or when they teach it in something, or I learn about the ultimate human performance system when it, they teach it in school, I'll never learn it. No. So that's the thing, you know, do you value yourself enough to invest in yourself and the things that are meaningful to you, not anybody else, to you? Obviously, uh, you could say that me and Eric are prejudiced. We have a tendency <laughs> to lean towards strength and yep. health. So if it's strength and health related, I am I will do whatever is in my means, and I will invest my time, my yep. energy, and my resources to become better at that which I love. And I'll give you an example. You know, um, there is a lot of concern over 5G. And you know what? I can't disclose the source, but... Yep. Let me tell you this. It is real. There is a definite health concern related to 5G. And there are places in government that they're evaluating the benefit over more transmission rates versus, you know, the health impact. Right, so right. When I heard that, I was privy to, to listen to this in, in a classified environment, you know. So I could see that this lady was concerned that there is a real you know, health uh, right. problem with 5G, I knew yeah. it's no longer a conspiracy. It's not some kind of, uh, 
you know, uh, old wives tale, there is a concern. There is a definite health concern related to 5G. Yep. Now, unless you're going to move into the mountains or live as a, a solitary hermit, the probability of you being exposed to 5G is pretty high. So after I did my research and then talking to people, I got myself a bracelet. And again, going back to this invest in yourself thing. Sure, That's sure. a $200 bracelet. Yep. And I put it on my wrist. Yep. And while there are a lot of alleged, you know, uh, performance enhancing aspects, I know it is the best tool I have to undo whatever health consequences being exposed to 5G has. So, you know, just in case anybody wants to know, and I'll, and I'll post the website later, but it's DrAlexWholeLifeHealing.com slash rejuvenate, all right? Yeah. And they've got a lot of videos there, so you can look into that. I did it. Um, there's a real fascinating video called How Wolves Change the Direction of Rivers. Wow. And if you get a chance, it's a five-minute video. I'll tell you what. In that video, have you seen it? No, no, no. I'm going to go out and look when we're done. I'll go out and, and check it out. In that video, what they do is there's a, there's a national park. I think it's in the, in the northwest. And what they did is there hadn't been any wolves in 70 years. Right? Mm-hmm. So they got some wolves and they put them there. Bam. So what happens? What do wolves hunt? Deer. All right. Oh, yeah. So they started hunting the deer. And what happened was that the deer now started avoiding certain areas. Mm-hmm. Okay? The areas, and, and the, before that, everything was just grazed because the deer had eaten everything. So all the soil was, was very loose. It wasn't good soil. When, over a period of years, you know, the deer uh, herd was decimated, was thinned down a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. There were areas of the park that started to go green. And as the areas got green, they got insects, they got birds, they got yep. eagles. They, you know, now they had more wildlife. It's starting to become a thriving ecosystem. And because of that, the soil got stronger and it wasn't as, as shaky. It got hard and it was able to better resist certain pushes of the river. And in fact, the river started to change and went another way, and that was a result of certain areas becoming hard. So the areas that are hard are no longer malleable, and thus the river couldn't go through them again. And then the areas that didn't have a lot of vegetation were more pliable, and that's where the river went. But the areas that grew vegetation, because the trees grow the roots, the mycelium, the insects, all this, that area was no longer being you know, plowed in by right. the river. Right, right. That is how wolves change rivers. And so you know, there's a huge impact of everything in the ecosystem. Go ahead. No, you know what it is. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, it's interesting. Um, but see, the thing is, people understand the power of nature, man. And and you know, yep, they introduced wolves. It changed everything. But you know, nature is still at the bottom of everything we do. And they act the way they naturally are supposed to be. They hunt. They eat. They like deer, you know, deers, you know, deers, there's plenty of them all over them. We've had it here where they had to thin them out, you know, and a lot of people are very upset about introducing wolves, you know. It's the the problem is people got to realize animals, it's like you see this, you know, I remember many years ago, they think all these animals are cuddly and all that. 
These are wild animals. Look at that bunch that was up in Alaska that supposedly was friends with all the bears. The guy was up there with his girlfriend. That big monster grizzly, for whatever reason, tore them both in pieces, literally, and ate most of it, all right? They found the bear. I believe they destroyed it, whatever, you know, brought it all on. The point of the matter is with any of this stuff, whatever's introduced, whatever's taking this out, cleaning this up, thinning this out, this is the natural progression of these animals. This has been in them since the beginning of time, I'm sure. And they're not cuddly, and yeah, maybe they are cute, but remember this, even with a dog, you know, you push a dog hard enough, he will go back to his primal roots, and he will bite or attack if he feels threatened. So, you know, when we talk about these ecosystems and everything, I like when they don't eradicate everything. They introduce it in, and they can manage it enough where everything is together. Look at, I love watching Shark Week, because I don't know what it is. Maybe at one time I was a great white shark. I'm just enamored with them, and especially when they're like in South Africa, and, you know, mainly they eat seals. And and I remember one night we were watching it, and, you know, they go in swimming, you know, uh, very much mimic people that get attacked the way they swim. And, you know, the next thing you know, you see this big 20-foot shark coming out of the friggin' ocean like, you know, like he's a torpedo with a seal in its mouth. They're oh, my God, it's so cruel. Well, if you didn't have that, you know, who knows? They'd be starving to death or whatever. Nature designs things just like they do with us. You know, we talk about the mind, the recovery, what books to read, and and take the things you read and listen to and put them into your own way. You know, when we talk about the things we do here with the power rack, with the stones, with the sandbags, and the things I've invented mainly because safety factors and all this, this is from... Maybe seeing something years ago, saying, you know what, I can do it better or I can do something that works for me. And going in there with that positive attitude that says, okay, we hit the wall this time. And I'll tell you right now, I, I never used to like it, but I think it, I, I think everybody should hit the wall a billion times, literally. Um, you need that. You need You need things to test you. You know, we always used to say, you know, it feels like it's just pushing me right through the ground. There's going to be days when life is going to do that to you. But then there's going to be days when you celebrate life like you never have before. When that goal that you've been waiting five years, man, and you've worked so hard, and you've been so positive, even when at times you wouldn't say it to people, because that's another thing I want to stress with everyone, don't say that you want to do this, that, and the other thing, because yours truly is paid for that until you do it. When you do it, then go tell the world because you're going to have a lot less pain from those saying, I thought you were going to do that last year. You didn't ever do it. Don't create more problems for yourself. But my my big thing, and I'll give it to Eric to summarize everything, is this. Just try. No, don't try. I hate that word. We don't use that here. When you hear this show, if you're having problems and you're very negative and people have told you that, just go and repeat the things I said to you early on in the show. And I'll do them again at the end of the show. Do that for 21 days. Every time you feel something negative bubbling up in you, because it will. There's been, there's been studies shown that 
there are we are chemically made, obviously mentally too, the whole deal. That when you get out of that comfort zone, all right. So you add so you add five six um, power of intentions to your day. What ends up happening is the body, the mind will literally, the subconscious mind will fight you, and it will try to revert you back to what you were. Now, I, I can tell you, it's happened to me. I've had things coming at me some days so fast through me mentally, I thought my head was going to blow up, literally. I mean, I, I, I couldn't stop it. It was coming. Why? Because the mind, the subconscious mind, gets used to feeling a certain way. So if everything in your life is a struggle, I don't make enough money. I can't get a girlfriend. Gloom and doom. I can't stand being married. My kids are driving me insane. Guess what? When you're overriding all that and changing everything, the mind will fight for that. Why? Because it releases chemicals that make you feel good. If you can believe that. And believe me when I tell you, go out and look at it. The body does that. It releases chemicals. So what Eric and I might say, oh, my God, how do you live like that? Well, you know what ends up happening? You've been doing it for so long, it feels good. And that's the whole deal of it. So before I give it to Eric to sign off is this. My challenge to you is talk to yourself very, very good. Appreciate yourself. Give gratitude for everything you got. For 21 days, be as positive as you can be. And when you feel it coming back on you, go to whatever it is that you are talking about. So if you're going to say, I am powerful, I am grateful, et cetera, et cetera, okay? Go switch over. Paradigm shift, you remember I talked about? Shift right away and keep going. And I guarantee you that batch of negativity will leave you. And the more you do that, the more you're going to get to that next level. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, look, at most of us have had this stuff since we were young kids. Our family, you know, your mother and father do the best they can, you know, and, and they could be saying things and, you know, you think about it later. Geez, I wish I, I didn't hear. Well, you know, that's the way they grew up. They didn't mean anything intentional by it, but it's up to you. You have the ability to make the choice. You can either stay where you want to be. If being negative, I guess, works for you, go ahead. But when things like this happen with these viruses and the shit hits the fan, this just makes everything grow and escalate on you. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why, and it, it bothers me like crazy, is, you know, I haven't read lately. It was probably about six months ago. I mean, 13-year-olds, we have the highest suicide rate in the world. What would make a 13-year-old want to kill themselves? Seriously. Negativity. Thinking it's hopeless. They have, we have senators here that tell kids. They literally go and speak to schools. I think this is reprehensible. And tell them if we don't go green and change the planet in the next six to ten years, we'll all be dead. Who has the right to go and tell a ten-year-old, let alone a 25-year-old that? Because, like I said, with my niece, they're so impressionable. And that's the thing, they get those minds that are like a sponge, and they're not all ruined and jaded. So be very careful what type of words you use. None of us are perfect, and that includes me, but I know now, if I even start something, I can stop it now and reel it in. But it's taken me now four and a half years. Have patience, 
Start reading things. Start listening to the shows. You know, you can contact me. You can contact Eric. There's plenty of material out there for you to change your life, and I want to see you do it. I want to see you riding high on positivity. I want to see you being an entrepreneur if that's what you want. Or maybe you want to go lift a 500-pound rock. Or maybe you want to be the best dad in the world because you love your kids so much. Or the best husband in the world. Or maybe you just find yourself again. You find that 15-year-old that you've been missing for so long now that you're 45. That's what I'm talking about. Eric, summarize everything. Give out all your info. Take your time, and uh, we'll wind today's show up, brother. Hey, so, you know, to summarize what we've talked about, you know, this show is free. And in order for you to keep getting value from it, well, maybe you need to invest a little bit in yourself. So we talked about the power of the mind. Two great books you could read are The Healing uh, Code or The Biology of Belief. And, you know, and if times are tight, you could get them at a library. Yeah. You know, but you need to keep investing in yourself and your mind to keep looking at that. We talked about eating simply and fasting. A, a, a quick book that you can read in two to three hours is The Gracie Diet. I am not a vegetarian. Uh, that book has a vegetarian slant. But the idea of fasting for 24 hours from, uh, uh, you know, lunch to lunch came from that book. Yep. Another great book that has a section on fasting is like two pages is the one by Steve Justa. What is it? Like rock steel or, yeah, or yeah, yeah, what? yeah. Rock so, iron so, steel or something like rock that. Rock iron yep. steel. Yep. So there you go. These books, either get them because you can get them on Amazon. If, if money's tight, go to a library. Yes. So you see, there's no excuse. You know, you can always find a way to work where you are at right now. You know, to learn more about the sun and vitamin D3, I would read The Healing Sun. You yep. can get it easily through Amazon or you can go to a library. But, but when you read that book, you will want to incorporate what you're doing and the likelihood of you either getting more sun or more vitamin D3 goes up. And finally, like we talked about, look, if you're concerned over 5G, I can tell you what I'm doing. I got myself a little cell armor bracelet, yep. right? And it's $200. I gladly paid it. If you want to go where I went, then you can go to HTTPS, DrAlexWholeLifeHealing.com slash Rejuvenate. And then you can research all you want. And if you want to, you can get one. Yep. And then finally, um, I have a fat loss after 40 program. So if you've listened to all this and you go, you know, Eric, I just need to work with somebody for three months, then this is the program for you. This program is specifically for people 35 and over Mm -hmm. who have about 30 pounds to lose or more, and we really need to work to fix your nutrition, lower your inflammation, Get your body out of pain and fix it so that we can then look at what is the appropriate activity for you. Yep. And I'll give you two examples. One guy had said he doesn't want to work in a gym. He wants to train at home because he doesn't like to burn an hour going to the gym and then an hour coming back. So that's one the busy businessman usually would like to be able to train at home or in the office and get it knocked out. Right. Other people, on the other hand, you know, once they get a certain level of fitness, they go, you know what? I've always wanted to be a rower. So I have another person in Australia. She's 50 years old, 
and what she did after she got fit at home with the program that we had. She is now a master's level rower nice. in Australia. Nice. So this is a, a program with a lot of personal attention. It's twenty nine ninety seven now, but once it comes out with uh, a joint venture I'm doing, it's gonna go up to almost four grand, three nine ninety five. So if you've heard about this and you know you need to invest in yourself because you need to make a change, then strongly consider it and send me a private message and let's see if we can work together. Nice. And other than that, that's all I got, my brother. All right. This is Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. As I've said, if there's a show you'd like Eric and I to do, Fiorella Barbell at NICAP.RR.com. Um, we are on iTunes and Stitcher. Five-star review is all we get, and we thank you for that. We are on Spotify. We are on Google um, Podcasts. Um, we are an AHA directory for your car. Uh, that's pronounced AHA. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give them five words to inspire them. Because as we talk tonight with a positive action, you know, with with thinking, you know, a lot of people don't think before they open their mouth. I remember my dad used to say, keep opening your mouth, you'll be catching flies. And there's a lot to that. There's an awful lot of people that got a lot to say, but there's not a hell of a lot in what they're saying. And that's why I said, when I meet people for the first time, I stick around for a few minutes just to see what the hell's going on. Um, you want me to announce this, Eric? No, is that okay? Well, no, just just put it. Oh, on you. Okay, thank you. Um, one other thing too, I didn't um, say. I want to thank Dale Dugas too. Dale's been sending me some liniments, and uh, Dennis, who comes over here, I, I'm training. Um, he needs some stuff for his shoulder. He had it checked out. It's not no tears or anything. We're going to be doing a lot of new band work with that. I've been going berserk on bands with rack training. Um, real interesting stuff, and. Um, well, I got a surprise. There's a gentleman who was very famous with jump stretch many years ago. I won't give his name out, but if you know anything about jump stretch bands, in fact, he had the gyms that did this. And I believe he's 69 years old. I think he, I don't know if he sent me a picture. I saw one. The guy can do a full split at 69 years old, and we are going to bring him in for an interview, and I would like to get him involved with John McCain and myself. We are going to be doing some pretty, pretty cool stuff with the bands and this dead stop training we're doing. It is it's very, very different. Um, it, we're doing a lot of combinations, whether it's the bands right now, whether it's pushing against the other set of rods, and we're playing around with some other stuff, too. I just figured a way of uh, rigging up my glued hand machine properly. I've seen it done. It wouldn't be the way I've done it with bands. And being it is a Michael Yesis original, who he was over there studying in Russia, I believe in the heyday in the 60s with Alexi and all them, he got to see firsthand how they were doing it on the Pama horse. And I believe you can still find pictures of that. Um, that is modeled right after what they were doing. And you can do a back raise on that too. And I found, I haven't really rigged it up good yet with bands, but iron boots work like magic. And if you know anything about the old York boots, 
Grimmick was, I think he used the most. I don't know how much it was. They put a one-inch uh, bar between them, and you put plates on the outside of the shoes, and the, these things are like nothing you ever felt in your life. It feels like it's going to take your hamstrings and, and rip them in two. Not in a bad way either. Uh, so I am really investing some time in that because I've got some ideas. Um, well, when you see backs like Regert and Ahola and you name it, and as Perry Rader said, who I think the most of probably out of anybody that wrote besides Anthony Dottillo, you know, usually uh, the meats are won by the size of your erectors. That isn't verbatim, but big rec- I think it was something like big erectors and you'll never lose anything. You look at the guys that had these erectors, man, they were like unstoppable. So um, I've been doing this, but now we've incorporated the bands, and I can't wait to talk. I'll give you his first name, Dick. I can't wait to speak to him about that because I'm sure he's got some other ideas. So we're going to really incorporate some big stuff. A lot of shadow boxing here you've never seen before. We're up to some pretty wild stuff, man. And uh, there's some other things with stones and sandbags that I've been really um, toying around with. And Dennis is going to be one of the first people to do some of the new things. So, you know, like I said, being positive everything, there's no way you can't get excited about this stuff. I mean, my head is in overdrive all the time. Wake up in the middle of the night, writing things down. Got a recorder next to my bed, record it. Go back to sleep. This is how you become number one, fuckers. I mean it, too. Think about this. It's so exciting, man. Just think. Keep thinking. Creating. Also, too, um, my mom, her kids, she always say, you know, never be afraid to give somebody a smile or tell them, you know, basically hello. You don't know what people are going through, and in today's age, man, there is some serious shit out there. And it's magnified by millions and billions with the media. And that's why I said, one day a week, can't you just park the computer and the phone? Get reacquainted with your family and your friends and go out places and talk to people? I don't care what they tell you. When this is all over and done, give it some think. Real think. Thought. Think, thought, you know what I mean. Also, the great hoose of steel, crush your stone. Well, we're not there yet. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. That's for our pal Paul Thor from Wales. And anyone that knows the great strong man, Gary, well, we know who he is. Um, We're looking to get him on the show, man. And I know he's still in Wales. Paul told me that. We'd love to have them on here. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, um, you know, that's the main thing. And that's the hoose of steel stone. We're talking about domination. We dominate the path. We clear cut everything. And that's the way it is. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one ever clip our balls, and as Russell Fur says, has been listening to Eminem from the beginning. When I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. Well, I'm here to tell you, brother, it's a tidal wave higher and wider every day. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win, winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower, be a leader. Not a follower, and that is what my father would be saying right now. I know it. I can hear him in my ear. We need leaders. We need leaders. John Ridge, 
Greatest chiropractor ever. Walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Paradigm shift. Say that to yourself tonight. When you hear this show, be up, what's today, Monday? Be up Wednesday at the latest. Give it some time. Paradigm shift. Keep smiling. It will make you smile from ear to ear. And John was a class act. I miss John big time. Also, too, don't forget, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a million of your friends, if you got a million or more, that we're coming for you. We will not kick your door in. We will blow the roof right off your house. Go out. Join up for Etched in Stone. Join Etched in Stone for kids. Don't forget, I did three blogs last week on Fiorella Barbell Co., and it's kind of a series of a deadlifter who got to a point, and for years he's been waiting to break that point for five with five pounds, um, but he didn't wholeheartedly believe what needed to be done. And once again, we talked about that tonight. Your belief system, your persistence is vital to your success. You will not have any success in your life if you don't have those two ingredients. Believe me when I tell you, I'm studying this every day of the week, reading it over and over and over. Repetition, repetition, repetition wins every time. Also, too, uh, no one will ever clip our balls. And like I said, you know, we talked about John Ridge and everybody being a steward of strength. Don't forget to sign up, like I said, for Etched in Stone, Etched in Stone for Kids, Motivation and Muscle, Fiorella Barbell Company, etc., etc. And before I sign off with Eric, you're all winners, champions, and unstoppable. And as I say, you're all geniuses. And don't forget that. I am wealthy. I am healthy. I am wise. That's not real hard to keep thinking. Write it on an index card. Put it in your pocket. You have a little problem, go start reading it. Read it out loud. Don't worry about what anybody's saying. I read it all over. People are looking at me like, wow, what's going on with this guy? I don't care. And you gotta not care. If you want to make it in this world, you care about yourself first and everything else will follow. Because if you don't take care of yourself, as Eric was talking, diet, sleep, training, thought, you're, you're getting nowhere, man. You can't be a great husband, boyfriend, father, son. You understand? It's real simple. It's just everybody out there is making life off. It's like a, a merry-go-round. Well, I let me off because I don't want to be on it at all. Think from the inside out. Eric, awesome show, brother. It's great to have you on. Lots of good information here, and there's an awful lot to digest, but I know we can get it through to our family. So it's been an honor. Thanks for being on, brother. Thank you very much. Anytime. So for Eric Gutman, this is Eric Fiorello. As I said, the world is asking something from you. You know, get out there and do it. Don't be afraid. Stop the fear. Remember, Go out and review, and review. listen to Fear 101 with Dr. Wong and I from Friday. I put it up yesterday. And go right into this show. Positive thoughts in negative times. They lead perfectly right into one another. And the information from both of these gentlemen is just unstoppable. That's why I said there's nobody out there like us. So the show should be up no later than Wednesday. Eric will be on very soon with me again. Have a great rest of the week, and don't live in fear. Go out, as my father said, 
take the bull by the horns. Thanks, everyone. We will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.